This is the diary of an entrepreneur and one person's quest to build a successful video marketing business from the ground up. It's been well over 10 years in the making and we still have some way to go. It's going to be quite the journey. So welcome to episode 10. I'm Danny Lacey, the CEO and founder of a video marketing company, and I've been working tirelessly for many years now to build this business. It's been a whole load of blood, sweat, and lots of tears. I decided to document the whole thing, sharing information that most other business owners wouldn't dare of sharing. In this episode, we're talking about patience and momentum. I'll be talking about how I quickly learned that business is a long game. It's a marathon and getting to the finish line takes an eternity. Well, what feels like an eternity. Rushing thing, uh, things will only frustrate the hell out of you and you'll end up probably quitting and running off. I've discovered that procrastination is the cousin of patience. I've also learned that momentum is one of the biggest factors that contributes to the success of a business. Once you start, you must keep going, especially if you believe in what you are doing more than anything else. Do not stop. I've got examples of how momentum and patience have played a massive part in the growth of Stardom Media. So let's continue with the diary of an entrepreneur. But first, we always start with a little look back at the last week or so in the business, Stardom Media, and uh, just a, a quick update, see how we're getting on. Uh, just, again, for me, puts a bit of context around everything that I'm sharing in these podcasts. So uh, over the last week or so, it's been a couple of weeks since I recorded the last one. It's been very, very busy. Trying to squeeze these in is, is really tough because a lot of effort goes into these, believe it or not. Um, so we've had a new member of the team join the business uh, this week, uh, this week of recording this, and I've been spending some time on the induction process, um, which can be quite a lengthy process, especially when it's quite a complex business like ours, where there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of clients, a lot of projects, a lot of services that we offer, a lot of processes and systems, and so on and so on. So the induction process can be quite lengthy. Always takes several weeks to several months to really get your feet under the table uh, in the business. Um, but it's it's worth, it's absolutely worth the effort uh, to put it in at this stage. Um, and this role is an important addition to our customer care department. So pivotal part of the growth of the business. Uh, first few weeks of the new year has been taken up with operational activities. So working in the business as opposed to on it. Uh, we're at that transitional size now where I'm spending more time working on the strategies for growth, but still can't escape the day-to-day -day admin and operational aspects of the smooth running of the business. I'd still have to buy toilet roll for the washroom and cup teas and sugars and all that jazz. Um, working, and I've also been working on several concepts for a new head-turning uh, video content series to help bolster our current content portfolio. It's one of our main goals this year uh, to put our money where our mouth is and to create content that can grab attention and drive traffic to our brand, all right? We do create lots of cool content for clients. We're sometimes governed by briefs and things because we'd like to get way, way more creative and you can't always do that with client, uh, uh, client projects. However, again, we've decided to put as money where our mouth is and we're going to create some head-turning content for Starter Media over the next 12 months or so. Right, back to the episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. Uh, so patience and momentum is the topic of this podcast and part one uh, I've titled Remove Your Trainers and Stick on Your Slippers. 
Um, uh, you know what they say, there's no such thing as an overnight success. And this is so, so true. The amount of conversations, and it really gets my back up this, by the way, the, the conversations I have with people where somebody suddenly uh, becomes successful in inverted commas, and you have a conversation with somebody and they say, oh, oh, have you noticed that blah business? Uh, oh, yesterday they were nothing. Today they're huge. They're just an overnight success. Um, and I just want to yell at them and say, hang on. No, it's not an overnight. They've been working really hard uh, under the under the radar, let's say, for decades, probably lot, many, many years to get to this success. And this is what you claim as an overnight success. So it's it's a very it's a very often misconstrued uh, thing to say overnight successes take decades um, proving that the whole business thing is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I think it's so important to have this mindset up front before sprinting off on the business journey. Um, questions that I would ask myself if I could start all over again, or if anybody was to ever ask, you know, do you have any advice for anybody starting out? I'd ask you, I'd ask the following kind of questions. Do you have the time? Question mark. All right. Do you have the patience? Question mark. And do you have the resources physically, mentally, and tangibly uh, to last the duration of what will be the toughest and most demanding journey of your life. And I'm not even exaggerating. There'll be people listening to this thinking, ah, come on, how difficult can it be? Um, you know, a bit of sales, uh, making some products, shifting some service. You know, it's, it's easy. It's not. It's far from easy. Um, and you have to have many, many attributes to be, for me, a, a good business person who's uh, in good in a good position to be successful. You have to have certain things in your arsenal, in your skill set. And if you don't have them, then then you've, you're going to struggle. But I think one of them is that self-awareness to, uh, to realise and to ask those questions before going into it. So think about it. Do you have the time? There's a reason uh, you hear so many stories from successful business people of them setting up in their garages, of them having zero money in the early days, having to borrow and beg for things to get them by. It is literally the harsh reality of setting up a business and you need to ask yourself whether you're prepared to go through that with the biggest one of them for me, the whole time thing. Now, listen, depending on what product you're offering or services or business you're setting up, the industry you're in, it, it, it differs. Not all, you know, you could have success within a relatively short space of time, but still, it's still a marathon. You're not just going to get to that success and shut up shop. There's life beyond that moment where you get to that success moment. So, uh, hence the, the the whole marathon thing. And you have to be prepared uh, physically and mentally to be able to cope with all aspects of that. But like I say, you know, even though Richard Branson and Elon Musk's and uh, Amazon guy, can't remember his name, uh, Bezos, you know, you look at them now and you think, oh, look at them with all their money showing off. Black. But they've all started off in a garage or in a dodgy office room somewhere working off of old, desks with crappy signs on the walls and all that jazz years and years and years ago and years in the making. So it's, you know, really important to, to see things like that because I think we're in a, an era now where uh, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship, business, it's a key word, it's a key phrase and we get excited by it. We all get caught up in the romance of owning our own business, but we all fail to stop and just go, hang on, whoa, am I really thinking about this? Do I really know what I'm getting myself into and am I prepared to put blood, sweat and tears into the next 10, 15, 20 years of my life? The more ambitious you are and the more driven you are, well, the longer and harder that marathon is going to be. And you're going to need many pairs of trainers and slippers 
um, because you will wear them out, you know, pretty quickly. And that's just the truth of running a business. I compare growing a business to things like stocks and shares, for example, and investing for the long term. You know, there's going to be lots of peaks and troughs, lots of losses and lots of wins. And for the most part, they play a small part in the long term picture of the business if you can control the stress and the anxiety. So I use the stocks and shares things as a good example, because that's something that I'm getting into recently. I've been investing in stocks and shares um, through my little app, uh, not a fortune, only a couple of hundred quid at the, at the minute, but I check it daily. And there are some days where it's down, it's in the red. And there are some days where, where it's gone up. And, you know, and, and business is very much the same. It's probably more downs than there are ups, to be fair. Um, so, you know, you have to be prepared um, to, to go through that and to be able to cope with all of that. And you're not going to know everything up front, but you just certainly need to have a mindset of, all right, I appreciate that this is going to be a difficult journey. One of the biggest mistakes that I've made in the early days, especially, is, is rushing. Wanting instant success and allowing this to influence my decisions. Now, this is probably an age thing. So throughout my 20s, I was a 100 miles an hour uh, very immature, I think, for my age and um, just completely wet behind the ears. As I moved into my 30s, I began to see and appreciate the long road ahead. And in my 40s, so I'm old school now, but in my 40s, I have a whole new perspective on life, uh, personal and business. The pace is slower, I'm more measured, but without dampening the ambition and enthusiasm, I still feel like I'm in my 20s. As far as that ambition goes, I've got that fire in my belly. Uh, I've got that belief, that optimism, that, that I, I'm still a dreamer. But my dreams, I believe, are still firmly based in reality. I think my dreams are achievable. They're just way off in the distance. And most people would look at that and think I was completely nuts and crazy. But hey, I don't really care what anybody else thinks. This is, this is what I believe in. These are my dreams. I'm not asking for permission or justification for those. I'm not asking for a response or opinions on those. That's just who I am and where I'm heading. However, because I'm now in my 40s, a lot more mature, I've had more life experience, I'm a lot wiser, my outlook on life's different, I have a family um, and commitments and, and, and all of that, which I didn't have in my 20s, which so is a completely different mindset. And this is interesting, and this is probably a whole new podcast separately, but you know, you, you look at... Um, we look at entrepreneurship and business now, and it's very much focused at the younger generation. You've got all these competitions, the top 30 under 30 and the top 25 under 25s. Feels a bit ageist in parts, if I'm completely honest. However, I do like the drive of trying to get entrepreneurship into people at a younger age. However, however, I still think we all need to remember that in your teens and your 20s, you're a different person to what you are in your 30s, 40s and 50s, completely different. You can cope with more. You're able to uh, make better decisions, I believe. But again, that's subjective also because in some people in their 20s have more life experience than other people in their 20s and it's a whole... But it's just a completely interesting mindset, the whole entrepreneurship thing and versus um, the age that you're at uh, and everything. But still, either way, even if you are in your late teens or 20s or 30s, it's still a marathon. You still have to be in it for the long game and you still have to be, you just got a head start if you're in your 20s. But even if you are in your 40s and your 50s, it's still not too late either. You can still get going. You've still got a good part of your life ahead of you, um, health permitting and all that. Um, all that. So 
anyway, so the, yeah, so as I was saying, so now in my forties, um, I've found that the pace is slower, I'm more measured and, um, but again, still have that in, ambition and then I've still got that enthusiasm and I found this allows me to focus it allows me to give me some breathing space and my decisions are more measured are considered and I'm definitely making a lot less mistakes than I used to do I hope and I believe that momentum and patience has played a massive part in that because in the early days it was like I say 100 miles an hour just uh, just making decisions too quickly too promptly whereas now through experience which again is a momentum thing it's a compounding thing um, I'm at that stage now where I can I can spend more time patience with those decisions and I believe make the right decisions off the back of all that experience that I've had. And I think this is the reason people need to listen to podcasts like this and from other people that have been there or in the middle in the midst of growing something to, to learn from that. So when somebody's saying it's like when you were, you know, when I was a kid, my parents used to say, you know, when you get to 21, life's going to fly by and take it full advantage, make the most of it. Did I listen? No, I didn't listen to a word of it. In hindsight, great thing. Of course, looking back now, I should have listened to it because life, I'm suddenly 44, 45 this year. And I'm looking at my life thinking, I've done a lot. I don't, you know, I don't regret things. And I, I certainly don't think I've underachieved in any way. I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with what I've done, the experiences that I've had. But there is a part of me that just thinks, oh, do you know, if I just, if I just knew 15% of what I know now, if I knew that then, when I was in heading into my 20s, I'd be, in a, I'd be in a whole different place right now. So it's fascinating. It's interesting. So, but you can't convince people to, to listen at times. It's just, you know, it's the way it is. Um, but anyway, it's, um, so anyway, so yeah, so the whole focus, patience, allowing yourself to breathe, age thing, I think makes a huge difference, big part in um, running a business. It's something that is very often overlooked by those thinking about setting up a business. Are you willing to dedicate the very minimum of 10 plus years of your life to getting this off the ground and becoming that next overnight success. Part two, once you start, do not stop. Momentum and compounding, two of my favorite words in business. Um, you're pushing, and this is my analogy, you're pushing a very large and heavy boulder up a very steep mountainside, and you've found your rhythm after a while, your momentum. So things happen physically and mentally as you edge closer to, to the top of the mountain. There's the knowledge that going down the other side should be much easier. However, in reality, it's not really. It just comes with new challenges to make sure that you don't lose control and that that boulder doesn't get too far away from you. So, so similar problems, but psychologically you're thinking, oh, it's going to be much easier going down that hill. But what happens if you stop on the way up? What happens if you give up? What happens? That boulder starts to roll back down the hill. Gravity does its thing. And all that sweat and tears are wasted. I believe it's the same for business. I believe that the same thing happens for business. Once you start pushing that boulder up the hill, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep at it. Because if you stop for any amount of time, that boulder is going to start rolling back down the hill and you're going to have to start all over again. And I love this metaphor. I love the visuals, the, the true representation of what it's like building a business or pushing a massive boulder up a mountain. Now, momentum for me is the relationship that you develop with clients, uh, uh, other associates, people you know, uh, networking, all that kind of thing. You need to be having like several conversations with people before they end up in the what I call the friend zone, where they're more likely to want to work with you and to be an advocate for your business and 
what you do. So, And this doesn't happen overnight and certainly not at scale, but with momentum and the compounding effect, time and effort become your best friend. And let me use the boulder up a mountainside analogy again. You meet somebody for the first time, they're of interest, all right? You, you find them interesting. There's some synergy between you both. You've had that first conversation. Now, you can walk away from that conversation and forget about it, all right? And you can do that for all the people you meet and all the circumstances and situations you come across. You can just be involved in the moment, walk away and forget about it. All right. Now that is far from momentum. Nothing's going to happen now. You've had that conversation, that interaction, you walk away, nothing, nothing's going to move for the business now. However, after that first contact, whatever that contact might be, it might be a prospect getting in touch with you via your website for a sales inquiry. It might be meeting somebody with mutual interests at a networking event. That's, that's the single most important point of contact. Now what you have to do is create momentum after that contact. You need to be in conversation with that person continuously, regularly. Now, yeah, there can be gaps of a few months, a few years between the conversations, but still the point is you can't just interact, disappear, not doing anything ever again. The momentum has to start building from there. Okay. So you've got to keep communicating. You've got to keep the relationship going. Um, and, and after a while you end up in the friend zone and then suddenly they become a, a friend, I guess, technically, um, there's nothing wrong with that. You can be friends in business, you know, we're humans and that's what we do. We interact, we get to know somebody and we become friends with them. We like them. Um, there are people we don't like and we still interact with them in business. And that's fine. But what I mean by the friend zone is we're at that moment where there's trust, there's respect, there's credibility and there's momentum. You've built that relationship. It may, it might've taken you months, but that relationship is there. And whatever that communication, that relationship is between you two, something's going to evolve from it. 10 years down the line, they're going to introduce you to a client that's going to change your world. Or they're going to supply something to your business that means you can offer a better service. So whatever it is, you get the point that momentum is so important. And that's just one example of thousands, if not millions, within a business. It's that first point of contact. It's that initiation. It's that interaction. And then it's keeping the momentum going. And eventually you'll build a team and the team are then responsible for keeping that momentum going and so on and so forth. And that's why I'm such a big fan of the whole momentum thing, because I I just believe in it. I just think it's so, so, so important with everything. And it's lessons that I learned very, very early on. You know, I would have meetings with people that I that could have been massively influential for me and my business. And I just didn't, I just did nothing with them. I just stopped. I'd, I'd have a conversation, thought they were interesting, knew that they'd be able to play some part in the growth of my business, but then I'd, I wouldn't do anything about it. I'd just meet them and I'd forget. I made no effort to make further contact and to build a relationship or momentum. And, um, and I regret it. And there are, I'm sure I've left a lot of doors closed that could have been potential opportunities for the business just because I was just blatantly, I just disregarded it all. I just was not aware of that kind of momentum effect and the importance of relationships. And so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just really, 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 really important. I've got contacts, for example, that's taken years to become paying customers. And it was many conversations, many moments in time for them. Uh, and during that time, they're seeing other parts of my business that are gathering momentum and then becomes a bit more of interest to them. And they see my business develop before they finally then understood and saw the value that we can bring them. And they ended up being a customer. Momentum happens all across the business from systems and processes through to cash flow, sales and marketing, absolutely every aspect of running a business. Your brand is built 
or momentum, whether it's positive or negative. And that's worth keeping in mind with all actions that you take within your business. And that includes the way that you manage your team and so on and so forth. So momentum works both ways. And it's important to remember that as well. You know, some bad PR against your brand can just skyrocket. It can just explode. And once that momentum goes, it's really difficult to slow that down and even stop it. So that's why I love the word momentum. It's all about momentum. It's keeping that boulder going up the hill, controlling as it comes down, as it comes down the other side. All right. Final part of this is when patience and momentum combine, magic happens. The momentum you realize, the sorry, the moment that you realize that growing a business is a very long-term event. This is where patience jumps in and the magic really starts to happen. And I say this because without patience comes frustration and anxiety and ill health and worry and all that that comes with it. Worrying why things aren't moving along as quickly and then the momentum and compound effect takes effect for what is becoming your current mood. And that's, again, frustration. This means you get more and more frustrated and this leads to other things, including affecting your physical and mental health. So patience is as important as momentum um, for me. So being patient is so important for keeping all emotions and expectations in check. And it goes back to what I was saying a minute ago, where, you know, most people start out in business, depending on how old you are as well. You're at, you're hundred miles an hour. You're expecting it to happen overnight. And then oh, the frustration kicks in when it's not happening overnight, because it just doesn't. It took me many years to come to terms with the fact that things aren't going to move as quickly as I want them to move. And it wasn't easy for me. And it ended up uh, me treating it like some form of meditation. Now stick with me on this one. All right. So for me, patience is a state of mind for the most part. It's your Zen and stuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really into all that sort of stuff. I'm not an expert. I, I do. I appreciate the mind and mental health and well-being. And I try to meditate and I try to do things to relax my mind and to to keep me focused. And I should do more, to be fair. I really should do more because we should look after our minds. But patience, for me, it's not a physical thing. It's a it's a it's a mind thing. It's a it's an attitude, it's a mindset. Um, and the quicker you can get your brain into that patient way of thinking, um, I think the better the better it will be and the more successful you will become and the healthier you will become as you start um, to grow this business. So the minute I came to terms with the the long road ahead, it literally changed everything. My frustration levels dropped, my stress levels dropped, and I was a whole less anxious than than I spent most of my, my impatient 20s um, and 30s. You know, it's crazy to look back at what I put myself through just because I was you know, pushing myself too hard, but I just had no grasp of expectation. I had no grasp of what it took. I just had this, I guess it was a ridiculous confidence that it was going to happen overnight. And it's just not, it's just not the way it is. There's, you know, then there's the momentum side of things. So making sure that I'm doing something every day that is building momentum. This means repeating activities from sales prospecting, training and coaching your team, working on your business strategies and so on, and keeping adding to each task and see what happens. Momentum and compounding start uh, can start with you just repeating something, a task, an activity, whatever it might be. Just keep repeating it. 
keep adding to it, keep expanding on it and then delegate that, give that to somebody else to do and just keep, make sure that they continue to keep that going, whatever that might be. And there's a lot of that's um, within any particular business. And it goes the same for your own, your, yourself, your productivity, your uh, time management and all that sort of stuff. The more often you do something, that momentum starts to build up and then be, it becomes a habit. And then, um, and then you're getting more, more things done. And so focusing on it is the first point of contact. It goes back to what I was saying earlier on about meeting people for the first time and then getting the conversation going and building that momentum. The same thing goes for changing your habits. You always have to that, have that very, very first initial contact. And I believe the smaller you can make and insignificant you can make that contact. So if you're going to do go on a diet or if you're going to change your lifestyle, instead of trying to do everything in one go, all right, and compounding momentum in itself, do one little bit at a time. So I'm trying to make my, I'm trying to improve my lifestyle, my health. And I know I'm not going to be able to do it all in one go. So I'm breaking it into chunks. I'm doing two weeks of not eating much sugar. Okay, that's fine. That's a small thing that I have to cope with. Then I'm going to do two weeks of getting up early in the morning and going for a walk. And and then what happens is momentum and compounding especially starts to build because I'm now doing all these things. And then in a year's time, if you add all these two weeks up and the things that I'm doing in those two weeks, it builds this huge picture. But it's just easier for me to manage. And it's the same thing I believe in business, productivity and all that sort of jazz. That first point of contact, the begin, the very beginning of that momentum, of that compounding, it needs to be a small little contact to make it manageable and easier for you to then develop from. Hope that makes sense. I kind of went off on a little tangent in my head then, but I'm hoping that those analogies and metaphors, and believe me, there's plenty more that came from, hope that all um, made a little bit of sense. And then it's up to you just to keep going. Don't give up. I've seen this in action with my business. I'm really starting to see the momentum and compounding effect across the whole of my business from the many, many years of, of effort I've put in, not all of it positive. There's been some mistakes as well, and, and that's had an effect as far as momentum goes. Um, but some positive momentum and some negative, bit of both. But from cash flow and debt management, we've had debt. You know, we still have debt as a business. It's manageable. We're managing it and we're trying to control that momentum and make sure that it goes in the opposite direction. So we're, we're pivoting that momentum, which at one stage was creating that debt to increase but we're looking at how we can turn that boulder around and get it the other direction. And, and then that momentum will keep going. Uh, just chipping away bit by bit creates that momentum. And hopefully we'll get on top of all that. Um, through to prospecting and winning clients, it is literally, uh, it is literally everywhere in your business. So there you go. Lessons learned from this episode. Growing a business is a marathon. It's not a sprint, as the old cliche goes. So grab your slippers, your pipe, your dressing gown, whatever. Get that big, nice open fire and relax. Take it easy. There's no such thing as an overnight success. Tackle patience, expectations and momentum early on in your business and keep it going. Of course, your actions and drive will dictate the pace but it will still end up being a marathon. Speed isn't everything, accuracy is. Remember that, speed isn't everything, accuracy is. We always go, first to market wins, blah, blah, blah. Not always. The most accurate when it comes to going to market, they win. Being patient will also allow you to cope better with procrastination, with effects that affects all of us. And if you're rushing, you'll get incredibly frustrated when your brain switches off and you switch to procrastinate mode. If you pace yourself, remain patient and calm 
well, the frustration levels are instantly reduced. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur, an honest and open account of how I'm attempting to grow a video media business from the ground up. And I must stress, I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm just sharing my journey. And if it motivates you, then great job done. You can follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm all over social media. And if you want to reach out to me directly, maybe you have some questions, maybe you have some feedback on the podcast uh, or something that you want me to feature in a future podcast, then drop me an email. My direct email address, address this will land in my inbox, is Danny Lacey, D-A-N-N-Y, L-A-C-E-Y, at Starder, S-T-A-D-A, media.co.uk. And thanks again for listening, and join me on the next episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur.